This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome everybody to College Dame Day. It is season four, episode two, and... We will be talking about, unfortunately, the game last week, which, if you can hear in the background, this is how we all feel about it. Um, We will do our segment, Football on Fleek, and we'll look forward to week one, official start of the football season for the rest of college. So, uh, I don't want to kick it off, but let's kick it off with breaking down the Husker game. What went wrong? It's like a Band-Aid. We just ripped this off first, and then the rest of the podcast will be better. Okay, well, I'll start because I got a lot to say. Um, I know everyone is, like, saying that that onside kick was, like, the reason we lost, but I don't, like, buy that for a second. Did anyone see our defense out there? No, I didn't. Where were they? (laughs) Because, like, especially the secondary, like, at the beginning, our line kind of looked decent against, like, the run defense, but then there's, like, gaping holes, like a four-lane highway um, with a wide load coming through. Like, I our defense looked atrocious and that was the one thing I wasn't like I know we lost some players from last year but I didn't think it would be that bad and it was like I just kept thinking like why can't our offense and defense ever be good at the same time because Mm -hmm. it's like we have to have one or the other but we can't have both and it's it's just really frustrating but I yeah that onside kick yeah I wasn't the right call like didn't like it but like there is no way that that lost the game for us like because even if even if we kick off there and and they score it's you still have to stop them and you still have to score more points Mm -hmm. like that's not what caused it so I'm really people saying that well and I think that a lot of people criticizing that call are also the same people who criticized Scott for being too conservative last year like when we would get ahead he would get too conservative and so I think you can't be both you know you can't be aggressive and too conservative I didn't like the call I was completely perplexed when I saw it happen because even the onside kick the execution was just like are we even committing to this I was so confused as to that call but like you said that's not what lost us the game the fact that we couldn't stop Northwestern is what really lost us the game It, it was a huge momentum swing though but even if you kick off and they score, like, like I understand momentum and stuff, but it's like, it was just a battle at the end, and it was just a battle we lost. Like, I don't know, you can't, like, live and die, because we survived the first momentum swing when we fumbled at the, well, it wasn't really a fumble, but right. bad call. You know, we survived that, and we got the momentum back, so it's like, we could have gotten it back, but mm-hmm. we just didn't. So. Yeah. Well, we and didn't because we couldn't stop them. I mean, I agree with you. And we couldn't catch the ball. Like, yes, I was like, I'm sorry, but anybody that comes from Texas, you have to like prove yourself more than anybody else. You know, like you have like a target on your back and I'm not going to say nice things about you unless you're really like super good. And I have to say, like, I was very impressed with Casey Thompson and the amount of drop passes. I think I saw two two bad passes maybe like the whole game there was one that he threw kind of short on like a second and 10 so it wasn't like a super key play but like the guy was open and it was just a little short and I think one like kind of carried on him out of bounds a little bit 
But like other than that, like neither of his interceptions should have happened. Those both should have mm-hmm. been caught, like mm-hmm. completions, caught balls. Like wasn't his fault that they were tipped. At the end of the game, that drop pass that would have been a first down that would have kept the game going. The, his very first series, there was only one drop pass, and it was like right on the money. The guy should have had it. Yeah. So it's like he should have had, and he still had like over 300 yards of offense, I think. So as long as we can like start catching the ball, and then our defense figures himself out, we're in good shape. Yeah. I was disappointed that I thought we were supposed to be this physical team and we could not run the ball. And then Northwestern just like ran it down our throats. I think that was also really disappointing for me. I thought our offense looked okay, except I'm like, where's the run game? Like, wasn't that supposed to be our thing? So our line on both sides is like, yeah, not physical enough. Or like, I, I will say I saw a lot of holding calls Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, I saw a lot of holding that didn't get called. Um, and I, I even saw one that we did where it was like complete obvious, like both of the guys were like hands to the face. They're like fists were in each other's helmets and like there was no flag either way. So it's like, but you have to like play past that. I don't know. Like, yeah, like I saw that picture of Scott Frost looking like a little dwarf next to our offensive line in Ireland. Did you guys see that picture? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one and that Luke sent like, all of us. Oh my gosh, we're gonna be so big, so physical. We're just gonna blow holes like wide open, and it's like I wasn't impressed with Northwestern's running backs. Like we have more talent in the running back. It was like they had wide open like grocery aisle lanes to run down. Like I'm not even kidding. And it's yeah, it's just physicality up on the line that was the difference. I, I don't. Did. Pat Fitzgerald. Oh, I know he's the worst. <laughs> Lucini, I will say, our punter, I was I was pleased with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the special teams really looked a lot better. I didn't, I mean, I know that they missed that field goal, but it was from 55 yards. Yeah, it was like from so far. And I was honestly a little bit concerned when they brought him out there because I'm like, oh, no, I know how fragile our special teams are. And I'm like, no, them don't set him up for this, yeah. you know, make him a, a head case. But um, I thought that, you know, with the exception of the onside kick, the special teams looked pretty good I didn't think the kick was executed that poorly oh really by the kicker, by the kicker like because Northwestern recovered it like right at the 10 yard mark yeah so to just like had like if it had just maybe like bounced I don't I thought the kick was the kick was executed all right I don't know yeah. that anyone else on the team was like ready for it but, maybe that's what it was but like no one, no one blocked like you the could guy. tell from the yeah. beginning it wasn't going to happen I thought maybe we were faking that and then <laughs> We were going to get into a different formation and kick it for real. And I was like, oh, no, this is happening. And then I was like, oh. But, yeah. And yeah. But Scott Scott said he, like, he took full responsibility. Yeah. He said it was him. He called that, which I do understand. What I understand he why he called it. I yes. do understand it. I, I didn't like it, but I get it. Yeah. And the other side of it is Northwestern was 100% ready and expecting it. In terms of our rushing game, going back to not being able to run the ball, Grant did have 101 yards. Grant had basically got those yardages on a couple of carries where he kind of broke loose. Casey Thompson had negative 18, um, which one of them was the one he where he stumbled and fell. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, how about the uh, scramble, though, for the first down that he threw? That was yeah. pretty impressive. I was I, I was a little bit nervous on that one. That was unbelievable. And I, I'm here to say that Adrian does not make that. No, no, Adrian either falls down um, or gets sacked right there or throws a pick. Like, but I, okay, so I, 
I saw that play developing and I saw for the amount of time he was scrambling back there. And I was like, there has to be someone like wide open <laughs> downfield. I was like, if he just has the time to get it off, but mm-hmm. I didn't know if he would. And when he switched back and like switched sides, I was like a little nervous, but then he got it off and I was like very hopeful. I, I actually had good vibes about that play when it was happening. You might've been the only one. <laughs> well, I did. So here's a little trivia question for you. Who has the highest um, average yards per carry for the team? Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's actually Logan Smothers who carried the ball ah. seven yards. <laughs> Good trivia question. And, and he um, got the face mask, which got us like first down too. That is true. I don't think they counted those 15 yards, but we should. Yes. No, no, of course sure. not. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like I honestly was like screaming at the TV because I didn't see the flag right away on that. And I had like flashbacks of that Eric Crouch face mask where we're like looking at the front of his jersey and the back of his helmet, you know, and yeah. I I didn't see it. But Caden was like, Mommy, stop screaming. <laughs> he had to like calm me down. So yeah. I like for a second I was like, is Casey Thompson like benched? Because Mm-hmm. It's like Scott, like really trying to prove that he's different. Where like he would not <laughs> Adrian for anything, and like, like Casey messes up slightly, and so he's like benches him. I was like, is this like Scott trying to prove something? But then I was like, okay, got it. Like, yeah. And it's actually kind of genius because you bring him in, you know, once in a while, have him run, and then everyone's like, oh, he's in to run, and then you throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, somebody's wide open at some point. So I, yeah, I like that little wild card we have with Logan. Any other takeaways? No, just got to catch the ball. Because we, we still would have won the game, even mm-hmm. with that atrocious defense we had, if we just could have scored one more time. And there was several opportunities, not just one. That fumble, though, in the first half, that, that was rough. Yeah. Because it wasn't one. Right. But I had a bad feeling... Because I knew he didn't see that guy on the side, the guy that, like, took it away, quote, in quotes, even though his knee was down. It's, like, I really like it when they catch the ball and then they just fall down on their own because then it's clear. college, he's down, you know. it's I hate it when I see them running. Like, I'm not a fan of yak yards. <laughs> just, just go down. <laughs> just catch it and go down. Just play dead, please. Once you have that first down, just get down. All right. Well, it was a rough game, but let's maybe transition to something happier. Amy, why don't you introduce football on fleek? Okay. We are going to be talking about Scott's best look on the sideline. It can be anything from you think like a certain hat is lucky, but what do we hope he's wearing on Saturday? I want him to wear all black, like morning, but also to maybe inspire our defense. Okay, I was thinking black, too, because it's also, like, intimidating color, like a, a villain, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just like, ooh, I'm scary and bad. Um, Maybe he could get that Darth Vader costume from Dan Mullen. Okay. Maybe he's got <laughs> a number. Intimidating. I have to say, I like the black on top and then those gray pants he wears. <laughs> you guys remember that meme, like... A few years ago when he first started coaching and he wore them, they're like, he does need to size up, I think, because they are pretty tight. But we won that game. So I just, I think it's like a good omen. you got to stick with what's working. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. has a pair of socks, 
channel everything from the good games, like because we we'll, we need all we can get right now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I also um, I also feel like another good look what he was wearing against um, Michigan State when we won by all field goals um, is like the the gray hoodie and the stocking cap and it was like cold and snowy outside. I like that because I feel like he's just more in the zone then too. Mm-hmm. I'm completely rambling. <laughs> You guys are not participating with me at well, all. Maybe surprising to you, I'm sure, but not all of us watch the game to scope out what Scott's wearing. I, I have absolutely her. no idea what he has on. So I thought you meant when I saw this whole segment, I thought you meant like a look that he's giving, like that look on his face when the onside kick failed. And I was like, well, not that one. No. Maybe the look on his face when Casey Thompson scrambled and then like completed that pass so i didn't see it well i didn't either but that's what i'm saying like that would be the kind of face i think i would like him to make i was trying to bring it back to somewhat like fashion type stuff since we have done something like that in a while and i couldn't think of anything okay i was like i i feel bad for the guy because he takes Mm -hmm. so i just wanted this to be like a positive thing Mm -hmm. wear a nice outfit scott He's just taking a lot of crap. And the thing about him that I like, yeah. I like is that he never like passes it on any. Like he could have totally blamed well, Mark. First, I but. will say he made that comment about the but offensive he, coordinator, which was not a good look. I did not like that look either where he said, well, we just have to be more creative with our offensive play calling. And I'm like, uh, he wasn't doing that because he still has some, cause he said he meant that on himself. Like he clarified Okay, I didn't hear that. But that was, like, not what he meant. Okay, well, um, all right. He obviously still has some pull in what's being called, and it was, like, on himself. That's why he said we. I think he, Scott was plenty creative. <laughs> I don't think that was his downfall. What, um, what were your thoughts on Mark Whipple? Came from Pitt, called yeah. the offense on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. It was really execution that was the problem, you know. I mean, Casey Thompson was hitting people in the hands. And, you know, our offensive line is not physical enough. I mean, I think those are the the issues more so than the play calling. I was like, ex- like, not that this is, like, all on the coaching. But I just thought, like, Mickey Joseph's back, the wide receivers coach. I just, I thought our wide receivers, like lost the game for us more than anyone else mm-hmm. I don't know it's toss up between the defense and the and them mm-hmm. but like I was just expecting more out of them like we have some size like that first ball Casey threw up it was kind of well they said it was a 50 50 I thought it was pretty well thrown but like we came down with it I just it kind of expected more of that like us taking advantage of the defense more all right well we do have some other football games this weekend um, I think I'm most looking forward to Ohio State Notre Dame, not because I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I know a couple pundits have picked Ohio State to win it all, but they have CJ Stroud back. They have Najigba. I think they're going to do just fine against Notre Dame, but I am excited to see how Marcus Friedman does as head coach there um, and kind of see, I guess, where the Notre Dame program is going to go. I don't, I don't think it'll be close though. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? What are you guys looking forward to? I agree with you. I don't think that's going to be close. I read this article about, and it was this guy like trying to make the case that like Notre Dame, because they always get like kind of flack that they're overrated, overrated. But he like proved that um, 
they're like rating at the beginning of the season and where they end at the end of the season is like in the past, I don't know how many seasons they've like moved up. So it's not overrated, but I'm like, that's not like when the system's flawed in and of itself, you can't, because like when other people are overrated and then they beat those people and then it looks like a really good win, but it's like not, it, it's like a house of cards. Okay. So just because they move up in ranking doesn't mean that it's like proven, I guess. I don't know. So I am looking forward to Utah, Florida because okay. I like, there's several like PAC 12 SEC matchups that like aren't normal. I feel like, especially for like, like very first game of the season, you know, I, I know Utah's favored by a little bit. But I think them going down to Florida, I think Florida's going to win this one. But I'm I'm just looking forward to the game just to, like, see. Yeah, see the matchup. I'm yeah. also interested to see what Florida looks like under Billy Napier. I am actually looking forward to the Penn State-Purdue game only because I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know who's going to win. And a lot of these week one games aren't going to be super great. They're going to be blowouts. And so I think the Penn State Purdue game could be really tight. I mean, I'm picking Purdue to win that game. So we'll see, but it'll be a good chance to kind of see what the big 10 is looking like. Yeah. I like first games. Cause it's like, even if they returning other people or like mm-hmm. it's still, there's still different dynamics every year. And it's like, it's like, you're seeing them really. So you shouldn't really bet heavy the first week, you know? kind of see where people are and then like okay but if you were to bet heavy yes mm-hmm. who, what game are you gonna pick what spread do you like like i said i like the ohio state notre dame it's 17 and a half which sounds like a lot but i think they're easily going to be three scores three touchdowns up so i think ohio state covers this with no problem and i just feel the most because like some of the close ones like that could go either way. I don't like betting that. I'd rather bet a big spread that like I really feel comfortable in the team that's favored, um, mm-hmm. like Ohio State. So that's why I'm picking them. Okay, well, I'm going to pick another big spread. I like the UGA-Oregon game. Um, I don't think, I, I don't see Georgia winning by 17. I just remember what happened when Oregon came and played Ohio State last year. I think even if Georgia wins this game, there's no way they they beat them by 17 points. So that's the one I like. Okay. So you're you're picking Oregon mm-hmm. to beat the spread at least. Yes, I like it. I like it. Okay. I'm gonna go with not my hometown, but a uh, hometown, uh, Louisville. Megan. Okay. They play Syracuse. They're only favored by four, so it's a smaller spread. But I'm gonna say they cover. Okay. They've got Malik Cunningham coming back. I think, yes. they, I think they've got it. They've got it. A lot of people are really high on Malik Cunningham, so they expect him to have a really big year. All righty. So let's look forward to the upcoming week and actually pick who we think is going to win. Let's start with Oregon, Georgia. Megan, do you think Georgia's still going to win, just not cover? Um, you know what? I'll just put all my chips in on Oregon. I'll pick Oregon to pull off the upset. I would really love that. Like, I'm not a believer in the Pac-12 that they're very strong. So I think it would be really, really, really funny (laughs) if they beat them. I don't think they will. So I'm going to pick Georgia, but I would love it. I'm with you, Megan. I don't think they cover, but I, I, well, at least on the spread part, I'm with you. But I do think Georgia ultimately will win, unfortunately. 
I would love to be wrong about that one, though. Same, same. All right, number seven, Utah against Florida. It's just crazy, these matchups. The Pac-12 and the SEC, I really like it. Um, I'm picking Florida. <laughs> I like it. We're always like, we hate the SEC, but we will take them. <laughs> I Yeah, like, I, I don't like picking them. And... I, I just like something is fishy though when you have the seventh ranked team playing an unranked and they're only favored by two and a half points. Like something's wrong with either the ranking system or something in there that that should that shouldn't be. So that, that that right there proves my point. Yeah, I'm picking Florida. Okay, I'm also picking Florida. I am a little confused why Utah's ranked so high. At the beginning of the season. I don't understand that. So I have a little bit more faith in Florida to pull off this victory. All right. I think well, Utah can only win after dark. So this is going to be <laughs> hard for them. Yes. Like a normal time, you know? Yes. Um, plus the humidity factor. I'm sure they've like never encountered humidity like they're going to face in the swamp. Yeah. Well, let's make it three. I'm also picking Florida. Um, another ranked match, well, a ranked matchup, I should say, is 19 Arkansas versus 23 Cincy. Going with Luke, we're going to go Cincy. Okay, well, I'm going Arkansas. You know, I've been high on Arkansas for a couple of years now. I think Sam Pittman is like what we were hoping Scott would be for Nebraska. He is that fit for Arkansas. I, like, am struggling here because I'm not. I'm just not going to pick three SEC teams. My heart just can't do it. So I, I'll go with Cincy. Do I necessarily think that's going to happen? That's kind of the point of this segment, Amy. Okay, I just can't. Okay, so I'm just going to go Cincy. Okay. But I will say, I am super, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Arkansas plays um, South Carolina next week. And Spencer Rattler's there. And I'm like really, really looking forward to that game. So I'll see how they look this week, but I think there could be an upset going on next week. In what sense? Like South Carolina beating Arkansas or Arkansas beating South Carolina? No, no. South Carolina's not ranked, so it would it would be an upset for for them to win. Um, I mean, I obviously this spread's not out yet, but like I just I wanna see what that is because I feel like South Carolina, they're kind of like Iowa in that they're they're like they can be solid and decent. They're never going to win it, like, on their own. But they can spoil other people's chances, you know? Well, they do for Georgia all the time. Exactly, exactly. They're, like, Georgia spoiler. And so it's, like, I just, I feel like that's what they're good for. And I think Spencer going there, he has, like, a lot to prove, like, with what happened to him in Oklahoma last year and getting, like, booted and then Lincoln leaving. And then, I don't know, I just, and, like, they haven't, them just getting a solid quarterback, I just feel like, he could do some damage to certain teams at certain times during the year. So, mm-hmm. okay. And for our last pick, number two, Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Y'all know I'm taking Ohio State. Yeah, you kind of have to go with yeah, Ohio State. I don't. I don't know anyone that expects Notre Dame to win this game. And like, and like, I'll pick the spread too. It's not just the win. Like, I think they're going to to demolish. I have their receiver in my fantasy, um, my college football fantasy. So I'm like, you better do really good things because I want points. I'm also starting Casey Thompson. This is like off subject, but I'm also starting Casey Thompson because I feel like North Dakota is like a good game to get a lot of points. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So yeah. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. If, if not, I don't know that I can watch too much of the season if we struggle with North Dakota. Okay. Well, speaking of Nebraska, let's make our score predictions for next week. Okay. I'll go first. I am hoping that we just rebound from last week, adjust to central time again, and Nebraska wins 48-10. Okay. Um, seeing our defense last week, I don't think we can get a shutout. Sorry, but I am going to say 53-17. Okay. I'm going to go 38-21. Ooh. I, I, uh, I, I'm stressed out already now, Laura. Hold up. Hold up. I'm looking up the over because basically we all just picked super huge scores. And I want to see what it is. Because that might be another good thing to bet. Okay. Oh, it's 48.5. I would take that all day long. The over in that game. Yeah, that's a that's a lock. Well, I should not say that because of my lock last week. But I'll earn back my right to, to talk like this. Confidence is key. Well, hopefully Nebraska can turn it around at home. Uh, we'll look forward to watching them play and talking to you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. And then that one guy, Avery, whatever his name is, something Avery, like the knee injury, he's out. So I I just don't see it. Like, I think Ohio <laughs> State's going to kill them. I so what game are you looking forward to? Don't think they're going to. Oh, that is what we're supposed to be talking about.